0: what is up everybody it is marshall couture also known as plex in hip-hop circles and you're listening to the escape artist podcast hosted by yours truly and oh hosted by marshmakesart.com also (laughs) donkeyjawprojects.com um donkey jaw projects just brings you to marshmakesart.com has been for a while but um you know saying that i already kind of announced it in my um regular 100 days of making comics videos uh but i wanted to get into it a little bit more here but um i'm going to be uh re-establishing donkeyjawprojects.com and it's going to have its own Website so marshmakesart.com is still going to be that's like my online persona Um, I originally created it because I wanted it to be like You know, I wanted to create a a brand that just was straight across everything and um, I was starting to do like my art videos and stuff. So I thought that was kind of like a good title for that I guess Um, but I never really wanted to let go of donkey jaw projects because that's kind of like my imprint or my label or whatever, um, where I make my stuff and kind of put it out through that. But I, you know, I still may do like collaborations with other publishers or go a hundred percent with another publisher for certain projects. But I have so many ideas, music and art and all different kinds of mediums, um, animation, uh just interesting video type things um i mean if i had the budget and the ability i'd love to get into movies and things like that but you know it is what it is we'll see how far this thing grows you know um for now comics and music and youtube videos is good for me and we'll see if it gets any further than that um but I have a lot of ideas and I really want to get donkey jaw projects back up and running. Um, so, and, and that website will be like straight up the stuff I create. That's where you can find it all. Um, Marsh makes art. I don't know. I don't know how it's all going to work out, but I'm just going to keep both. Um, the thing is is on Marsh makes art everywhere and I want, you know, like on Instagram and all that stuff. And I don't want, um, you know, donkey jaw projects to be like what I am everywhere because it's kind of impersonal. Um, makes art at least has part of my name in it. So it's like, that's me. Um, so it's more, you know, personable. So like, it looks like I'm a person and not just like, you know, an organization or something like that. So um yeah, and the reason another reason why I went with Marshmakes art is because people don't like they don't know how to spell Marshall. You know, it's with two L's, not one, you know, and that that's a common mistake. And they don't know how to spell Couture either or pronounce it. I don't even know how to pronounce it half the time. <laughs> I go back and forth between Kucher and Kotor, So it's just too much stuff to mess people up like i because i thought of maybe doing like marshall couture or marshall couture see (laughs) there you go marshall which i think is available but it's like i don't know people don't even know how to spell it or say it or you know marsh makes art is pretty easy (laughs) you know i don't think anybody can really mess that one up so so, yeah, that's another reason. Um, I, I think things need to always stay clear and whatnot um, when it comes to your branding, you know. And I, I'm not like a super, like, branding geek. Like, I want it to be right, but if mine's kind of been screwed up throughout the years because I've changed so many times. Plus, I have, like, my hip-hop, quote-unquote, persona or whatever. And so that's somewhat of an issue. Um, so that, and then I changed my name with that, you know, many times and, you know, I, I shortened my name for hip hop to Plex instead of complex because I spelled complex differently. You know, I do it like C A L M P L E X. Um, and there's like meaning to that or whatever, but also other people have that name. Other people have Plex too, whatever. It just gets frustrating with the whole branding thing. It, it's it's a real tangled mess, you know. And I think I got a good thing with Marsh makes art, you know. And I sign my art with Plex, which is another confusing thing. I've been thinking about maybe starting to sign it as just Marsh. I don't know. We'll see. Or MC. <laughs> I just change all everything all the time. So hopefully, people get the message that being said that's kind of part of my plan right now i'm really excited to do some more music projects um i really want to do like instrumental albums i have this idea to do um i've been really inspired by like sci-fi like old retro sci-fi old retro um creature feature type stuff lately and um i really want to dig into that um and I have like an instrumental idea, album idea for um for that. And it's going to be called um, Sci-Fly. <laughs> uh, I don't know. And it's going to be like a mix between all that influence. And I'm going to use sounds and samples from, from that kind of stuff, the old movies, old radio shows and things like that. And I've been having fun listening and watching those things. Um, and it's going to be hip hop oriented and there will probably be rhymes, you know, maybe in two or three parts of the album and it's just going to be fun, you know, having fun, making cool sounds <laughs> and it might be, it's going to be hip hop based, but it might delve into other kind of musical genres as well. Um, Cause I want to be experimental with it and have fun. And there's going to be samples of like from old movies, but there's also going to be me playing it, you know, because I have access to synthesizing instruments on my computer and stuff like that. So I can make a lot of those weird, you know, (laughs) sci-fi sounds and stuff, the whiny, whistly sounds and all that. So it's going to be super fun. I can't wait to start messing with that. Um, who knows, maybe this weekend I can jump into that a little bit. It's, you know, I have to do my at least half hour of my comic every day. Um, I'm still working, going strong with that. And, uh, you know, I, um, and, you know, sometimes I'll just continue working on that and do a few a couple hours or whatever. Like today I did about two and a half hours on that on the comics, but maybe some days I can, you know, get my half hour in do my video and then jump into some music for a little while, you know, or jump into this other stuff, you know, because I have other goals too, but I think it's important, no matter what you're doing, whether you're working a regular job or whether you're, you know, working in illustration or, you know, freelance art, you need to set aside time to work on, your projects every day, so even if it's just a half an hour, you know, at least that's my thing. Like for the rest of my life, at least a half an hour at moving, you know, whatever, like a specific project forward every single day. Seriously, for the rest of my life, I'm doing it. Uh, I'm, I'm done messing around, you know. And as I whittle away, hopefully, projects will be made, and. Um, You know, we'll be building something here. You know, at least I'm building something, you know, and whether or not that ends up becoming something, you know, that's more substantial and more um, sustainable, we'll see. But um, I I have these, you know, I, I think of it, you know, I relate it to my faith you know i have i feel like i have these impulses and desires for a reason uh but either way it doesn't have to be like super spiritual we all have something that we want to share with the world whether you relate it to to a spiritual reason or not i mean it's not 100% a spiritual reason like i do just want to do it you know and i'm honest with myself about that you know i I do just want to do it you know I love certain things and I love having fun playing around with those things and you know but I also bring a spiritual element into it too because I do think there is an element there um, so anyways that being said you know yeah I'm, I'm really into the sci-fi stuff I think it's fun to pull from from different sources, you know, when you're making, if you're making comics, don't just be inspired by, um, comics alone, get inspired by just life, you know, get inspired by movies and, and, uh, um, old radio shows for me right now, um, music, things like that, you know, and just kind of take all that influence and all that stuff you love and, pour it into your projects and that's what I'm doing right now um and having a blast doing it too um this is going to be a little bit shorter of a podcast today probably because um at about 11 I think um we're going to be getting ready to go um so it's 10 30 now so it's going to be about 45 minute podcast um unless something changes but I don't really have like a huge specific topic today. Um, I, I titled this uh, Pulps and Principles because that's what I've been dealing with lately. It's been, you know, thinking about, you know, when I say pulps, I mean like pulp fiction, like not, you know, the Tarantino movie, but like the old, you know, cheap fiction books slash, I don't know if pulp fiction um just defines those old like little books or whatever or if it also you know includes you know old movies and old um radio shows and things like that i don't know if if it does but it it doesn't matter to me like that era <laughs> you know i guess of fun sci-fi i mean i think it also includes like any kind of story that's fiction um and kind of on the cheap back then you could buy all those little books and you know probably on some kind of newsstand or whatever i don't know the history of it that well i think comic books fall under the realm of pulp fiction too back then but regardless <laughs> you know i named it pulps pulps and principles because also you know I, i've been really getting inspiration from that kind of stuff but also i've been um, I started re-listening to Story by Robert McKee. Um, and I was already thinking of doing that, but I kind of was more encouraged to do it after um, I got some comments back from some of my videos by, from um, Mike Emritz. Um, check out Mike Emirates on YouTube. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Um, he's doing 100 Days of making Comics. He's got this cool comic called Space Cat. And um, that he's working on. And again, you know, him and also Chris Quinlan, um, they both are getting a lot of um, inspiration from old sci-fi stuff. And um, and their books are reflecting that. So that's really cool. And, and they kind of helped, you know, inspired me to to get a little bit, bit more back into that old stuff. Um, I've always been into it you know, and you know, I'm just kind of revisiting it at the moment and getting excited. Um, <clears throat> but Mike Emirates, you know, I, I put a comment in my hundred days of making comics. One of the videos talking about, um, how I, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a second. Um, How I get a little stuck when I, I I listen to like story by Robert McKee or some of some of these people who are very opinionated about how story should work and things like that. And um, he kind of flipped the script on me with his comment and was like, "Well, these people care a lot about story, and you know they've dealt." with it for a long time and learned a lot and they've learned from the masters themselves and you know the only reason they put that out there is because there are principles in story writing and you know it's you kind of need to know the principles before you can break them and, and do your own thing and yeah they they say you know throw all that stuff out of the window some people do you know when you're writing but they've also learned the principles first um so you know i'm kind of paraphrasing what he said um but you know it got me thinking and i'm like you know what he's right and like i said i wanted to listen re-listen to that story um audiobook by robert mckee already so i i did i started work listening to it and i got i don't know maybe halfway through it i don't know but man it's just chock full of information and um, man, I, I learned a lot, and I'm gonna have to just keep lis- re listening to that over and over because there's just so much in there, um, so much to learn. And it does have a little bit of the effect of, like, oh crap, now I have to like think of all these other considerations while I'm writing 12 stories like an idiot. Um, but you know, at the same time i'm just taking baby steps i'm 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 working on these 12 stories if i hit those marks i do if i don't i don't but also this uh the book i i did realize as i as i was listening is it's not as rigid rigid as i remember um actually robert mckee he does say there are certain principles but he also says there's Infinite amount of variations and shades about how those principles work, and how people do, kind of break those principles as well, and do other things that are interesting, and and he's not a he's not even close to as rigid. In fact, he's very flexible with how it all works, and there's many different ways to approach it. Um, and so I I, w- I think I I misjudged um, when I initially read it or listen to it. I mean, I I liked it back then, too. And, I, you know, I just kind of was like, okay, that's cool. That's his opinion. But, you know, I I can't get too stuck on that because I get paralyzed and I'll never write anything, you know. That was kind of my first. But I still got a lot of influence from that. And I always knew I wanted to revisit it um, and learn more because it was a pretty – Good in-depth summary of what story is and and so um so I'm gonna just continue to revisit it and learn you know so I don't know there's a there's a lot to story that it could boggle the mind um, I think that uh, like I said in my last podcast on um, store I'm now realizing that I have to be a lifetime student of story um and i'll never get to the point where i have a hundred percent mastered it but actually there's a quote from um um i heard um tyler james say this he's got that kickstarter pot or crowdfunding podcast you should check that out um, I need to write this stuff down so I, I can uh, link it in the show notes. I have like a million markers and pens over here. Okay. And some paper right here. All right. Here we go. So, um, Mike M. Chris Quinlan. See, now I'm not driving. I can actually write this stuff down. <laughs> and Tyler James but there was a quote that he said story by rob <laughs> um so there's um something that Tyler James said was um i'm not i don't claim to be this is paraphrasing again i don't claim to have to be a master but i'm working towards mastery and it's like a thing you'll never necessarily get to but it doesn't it's still good to keep working towards that so and always be learning and like i said story yes there are kind of principles to it but it's like you can explain it kind of in a simple way, but when you actually go to do it and play around and make variations, um, it becomes very nuanced and very gray and like very many different area, you know, ways you can kind of approach it. So, but he does talk about, um, what is it called? Like he's talking about like the um, epic of Gilgamesh and how the major arc like type story that was put forth there is like, that is the way story works. That's like the basic way that story is. And and I need to really look into that to, to learn and figure that out. But he said, you know, the great, Writers screenwriters, you know and all that have mastered that Basic way and then It's not until years later of kind of gaining a mastery not that they're a hundred percent mastered of it, but they've gained a mastery of that and um, By doing so now they can explore and and get a little more abstract and and play with structure and and do different things you know now that they've kind of figured out the regular structure and to be honest um i totally agree like when i first the the one thing that i've learned how to do better than anything else and you can relate it to drawing too but is write lyrics for me writing you know hip-hop lyrics is just something I studied and you know you think you think like oh well it's easy you just you know put rhymes at the end of sentences or whatever (laughs) and that's how it kind of works and you know you can intuitively come to these conclusions but it helps when you kind of study it too and for me I literally studied rhyming like I would listen to hip hop music and I would like rewind and listen to verses over and over and over. And I would write them out that I've heard and I'd write them out and see, like I would circle the places where they rhymed and then I would like structure it out in a certain way and I would highlight certain things. And I kind of figured out how the these rhymes worked by highlighting and there's different places where people rhyme, and then you know, there's different kinds of wordplay, and there's buildups, and all kinds of different things within different structures of rhyming, of making hip-hop lyrics. So I would, I learned the basics, you know, I, I studied it and figured it out. It wasn't hard to figure out. It's not like super deep, you know, but there are some technical aspects of rhyming where you can really get intricate and do some fun things. And I've been able to master the basics to a point where I can, you know, play around and do all kinds of different structures and and be inventive as I, I do stuff. And you can intuitively figure that kind of stuff out. A lot of people do. They A lot of people just start out freestyling and trying to make it rhyme to a rhythm, you know, which is fine. But my approach was different. You know, I, I kind of figured out the structure of it. And then I was more focused on writing, you know, than the actual performance of it. Um, And the same thing with art, you know. um, You know, there's certain fundamentals. Drawing, you know, if you want to draw more realistically and representationally, you have to learn how to draw what you see. You know, that's a basic fundamental. And, you know, that's why... I can draw realism and I can draw stuff and make it look like the person I'm drawing, you know, it's because I'm drawing what I see not what I think I see. And then there's a whole another aspect of, of drawing where it's more an illustrative type of thing, like with cartooning and, and comic books and things like that, where, you know it's still drawing what you see but a lot less emphasized on that and it's more about structure and learning you know how anatomy and bones work and learning shapes and how to form things out of that and there's a basic fundamental of you're supposed to start with gesture and then you go to start shaping things out and then you add detail and if you kind of follow that um, I think you'll be on a pretty good path um, to being able to draw better. I mean, everybody does it differently, though. Um, that's things I, Those are things I've learned, and I need to learn a lot more still. Uh, but some people, and for mo- the most part, the way I've done it until I, you know, got into a little more learning, um, was intuitively, you know, I just draw and try to figure out how to draw it and, get frustrated and sometimes do well and surprise myself you know and copy other people and you know you do all that kind of stuff until you kind of intuitively figure out a structure you know or i mean um you know principles that help you and it's it's weird you know you should focus on principles but then you know you need to kind of throw the principles out of the window at times not meaning you don't use them but you don't think about them too much and just focus on the project you're trying to create and let your intuition kind of guide you and let those principles that have been internalized um let that guide you and you make a thing and then once you make that thing you can go back and say see how those principles have Um, served you well or how maybe you need to brush up on some of those principles so that you can get a more solid um, ability to do that and then the next project will be even better so i mean this stuff is basic it's simple it's obvious but you know it's always good to be reminded i think of these things um you know, a really cool example has always been, you know, um, sports players, you know, and I know a lot of artists, a lot of us artists aren't really into sports, you know, but, you know, we can learn from them still, but, you know, it's been said by some of the best, you know, people who have played certain sports, especially like Michael Jordan or like, some of the other i think like um i don't know i don't know the new basketball players but you know other other sports as well Um, but I, i always think of michael jordan you know he would spend way more hours he would come in hours before everybody else to start practice and stay late to practice you know um and he would just sit there and do jump shots forever and you know he would do all these other like things basic principles stuff he wouldn't be like focusing on dunking the ball and doing tricks you know he would be focusing on you know all the principles and fundamentals of his sport more than everybody else and that's why he was absolutely amazing and nobody can live really live up to him i mean some people have argued that some other people have i think um i don't know lebron james alan iverson i don't know i think those are the contenders i don't really know that much about basketball um but you know to this day you know when people talk about basketball players they always If they get to a certain point of greatness, they always compare him to Michael Jordan, you know. So that's kind of how that goes, you know. But he was focused on the fundamentals of basketball all the time. He never stopped working hard on that. And then that informed his playing, you know. So, same thing with music, all that stuff. So, yeah, that's what it's all about. So, and it's funny because. Like I said, my ins- you know—going back to the title of this, pulp's and principles. You know, my inspiration is on some of the lesser, um, amazing <laughs> writing, <laughs> but you know, I mean, comic books, pulp fiction. Um, you know, they're not—they don't go down as you know the great graphic gra- the great novels. Of you know, the world. <laughs> you know, they're not Shakespeare or whatever. You know, um, I mean, maybe they are as good, but they're just not recognized as that. I don't know. You know, but some, there is definitely kind of more trashy writing that's still fun and entertaining and has been marketable or has been just something that people are into and enjoy. You know, it doesn't have to be the most profound thing in the world. So that kind of stuff is definitely an inspiration to me and somebody brought this up too um recently and i agree um is that sometimes the lesser forms of art or not forms but the lesser expressions of any form of art like if you see a comic book where the art isn't that great or the story isn't that great sometimes those are the most inspirational um pieces of art (laughs) because it's like you kind of look at it and you're like maybe you know it kind of makes you feel like maybe you can do it as well you know or maybe you can even do better you know Uh, I've definitely felt that before and I still you know totally respect um, the artist's and writers who have created those things you know everybody's at a certain place in their in their path and you know there's some people who I looked at who I didn't like their art so much but at the same time they weren't in it for the art they were in it for the paycheck you know and and that's fine too you know because you know like with comics you know they literally hired um, basically student art students and old guys who have been out of the game for a while but needed some money you know when when comics first started becoming a thing and it was like factory work you know it was like an assembly line and it wasn't about the art it was about create you know putting out books with stories that cheap books with stories that people you know will buy for five cents ten cents you know (laughs) so You know, it wasn't like a great art form at that point, but it it began developing and becoming something greater. So, you know, there's a lot of reasons why some stuff isn't as good as others, you know, and it's not just because the artist didn't care or it's not, you know, I'm not putting down anybody. You know, I respect those people for doing what they did. They began what was became an amazing art form and they were the founders and, and I do respect that a hundred percent. So, um, but I also see stuff in, and it, it does encourage me even if it's people doing stuff now, you know, it's like, if it's not the greatest, I totally respect anybody who's making comics or making something, you know, they're showing up. A lot of people don't even do that. And, you know, I hope they, get better like we all get better and the only way to get better is by doing it you know and awesome for them to be able to get a job to do that or for putting something out into the world and taking that step you know i I have nothing but respect especially for people who make comics because comics is so hard even if you just do stick figures comics is hard so yeah nothing but respect there but anyways, I'm coming to the end of my the podcast and my time and everything. So, um, I really thank you guys for listening. You guys rock. Thank you guys for hanging out, supporting me. Um, if you'd like, oh, I wanted to make a little announcement. Um, the way I'm going to be putting out twelve um, stories, I've decided is I'm going to you know I'm going to put out like this art of you know, 12 stories type of book that will be of you. And it'll have like three of the stories, but they'll be like not 100% done, meaning like they might not be colored or whatever. Um, Or maybe something will just change in the final end product, but it's going to be 12 stories under construction. And so it's, even the cover will be like a partially constructed building or whatever. Um, So there's that. And then, you know that'll be something that I can sell at comic, you know, shows before the book's actually out, and kind of also just get people into the idea. And then also, I was gonna, I'm gonna put it out as a web comic, but it's gonna be only to patrons um, of my Patreon. So, um, I'll be putting those out as they finish to patrons for free. I mean. Technically, it's not free because, like, obviously, you you know, pledge a couple dollars or whatever, or a few dollars, and you know, every month. But, you know, for the price of a cup of coffee, you know, as they say, everybody says that, but I'm like, man, I kind of want a cup of coffee, though, still. So, (laughs) but for that amount, you know, you can help support me and also get some awesome you know PDFs as they come out before anybody else gets them. Um, so it's going to be put out that way, and then eventually the whole thing is going to be put out as a graphic novel. I'll probably do a Kickstarter for that. But if you are interested in getting the um, early views in a digital version, um, and you know there's other stuff too. There's I'm going to be doing free art giveaways and things like that. So um, if you're interested in any of that. Um, then hit me up, patreon.com slash marshmakesart. Um, And then also, if you just want to connect with me anywhere, I'm always happy to converse and talk to everybody. I love talking about all this kind of stuff. I'm marshmakesart everywhere on Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, um, Tumblr, everywhere. (laughs) So, And also, you can go to marshmakesart.com. you can click on my youtube if you want to connect to that or anything else so that's about it guys i really appreciate you guys hanging out with me talking chatting hope you enjoyed this episode we're on escape artist 90 now and almost to 100 (laughs) it took a long time but we're finally almost getting to 100 so we'll have to try to do something special for that so That's about it guys. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you on the next escape artist podcast. Peace out.